0: Thanks Tom. Tom's my little elf for the. <laughs> Anything for you, <laughs> <laughs> This uh, Christmas story that we're pretty familiar with because of uh, the number of times perhaps we've heard it, read it, uh, the songs that we hear on the radio uh, over and over and over again, uh, a lot of them tell the story. A lot of them tell a kind of a distorted version of the story. But, uh, but nonetheless, this is probably the most familiar passage of Scripture uh, in the, you know, that part of the common knowledge. Uh, save, except the crucifixion. These are the, the two main stories uh, of the Bible, of the New Testament. And what I find is that this story of this virgin birth that we celebrate at Christmas, for some reason that's just hard for people to grasp. They don't understand, why did God do that? Why did he do it this way? And if you really lay it out, you understand, well, it had to be this way. It had to be this way, one, for our understanding, but two, there was no other way. The story I'm talking about is found, I'm going to read actually from Matthew and Luke, the two accounts of the Christmas story in the Gospels both Matthew and Luke record uh, parts of it and in Matthew chapter 1 if you have your Bibles or if you have your iPod or, or not your iPod that would probably be kind of hard uh, your iPad or, or whatever you're reading it from these days I'm in Matthew chapter 1 starting in verse 18 it says now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows when his mother Mary had, had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, And you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was, was spoken by the prophet of the Lord. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now if you flip over to Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it says, now in those days there was a decree that went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria and everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her first firstborn son and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn in the same region there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened but the angel said to them do not be afraid for behold I bring you good news of great joy which will be for all the people For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angels a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. Well, that's what we refer to as the Christmas story, the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. That moment in time that God, the Creator, stepped out of eternity into time, to do something for man that man could not do for himself but to understand what it is he came for to understand what it is that he did here on this earth you really have to understand what happened at the beginning you know there's all kinds of gifts that we receive over uh, over our lifetime and well not quite as the Grinch says you know they all end up in the garbage uh, we receive amazing gifts over our life we receive things that we need we receive things that we didn't know existed that that would bless us we we receive we we receive gifts that express love but sometimes we get gifts we don't know what they are uh, I remember with my family here uh, my brothers and sisters are in town they were at the first service and they sat over there which meant I never looked over there the whole first service but uh, we've been reminiscing about Christmas's past and there was one particular Christmas that really uh, sticks out to me and that was when I was nine years old we had just moved to Rapid City and uh, I didn't know very many people, uh, but uh, this was back when, some of you can remember this, it was back when they used to flood the tennis courts at Sioux Park uh, for skating. And uh, all my friends would be down there skating, and I didn't have skates. So that's what I asked for for Christmas, was skates. Well, our Christmases at that time were spent in Nebraska with uh, my grandfolks. And I remember that Christmas going through and looking at all the gifts that were that had my name on it. Shaking each one and looking at the size to see which ones probably the skates might be because I just knew that's, uh, that's what I was getting. And so when the, the time came to open the gifts, we tore into them as we did in in the car in fashion and uh, and I, I opened all the ones that I thought were sk- were skates first, and one by one they weren 't skates, and I was starting to panic a little bit and then I opened one for my grandparents, and i, I, I didn 't start with my grandparents' gift because they usually gave us stuff that we needed but weren 't really on our list like sweaters and socks and cool stuff like that and this was so I kind of saved theirs for the last there was one that could have been skates, but I opened it up and it was a Tonka truck and I'm nine and, and I'm thinking gosh you know it's nice but grandma and granddad forget how old I'm getting you know and, and they're old they're younger than I am now probably <laughs> old but but I said I said thanks granddad held it up said thanks thanks for the truck and I set it down I started open up the rest of the gifts but I was kind of I was kind of sad because I I it was clear I wasn't getting the skates and uh, afterwards we kind of all looked around we looked at each other's presents we were talking well, my granddad came over and sat next to me and he said Things aren't always what they appear to be. And I thought, thanks, Granddad. Thank, you know, try to remember that. Uh, but he said it again. And he said, uh, how do you like your truck? And I said, oh, it'll be fun. It'll be awesome. And he says, well, let's, let's look at it. So I open up the, the box. Guess what was in the box? The skates. The skates were in there. You know, I think that's how a lot of people approach Jesus. They don't know what they have. Every year we come to this point in on the calendar where we celebrate this birth, and they don't know what they got because they haven't opened it up. They haven't explored it. There are other gifts that we get at times that have a lot of uh, value that we didn't know about at the beginning. Another gift I got, it wasn't a Christmas gift, but it was clearly a gift. I got, I, I'm terrible at directions. I, I'm not kidding. I, I get turned around going home from work. I just drive and all of a sudden I realize I have to turn right or left and I wonder where am I going? And I realize I've passed where I was going. I just am not good with directions. Well, God gave me Uh, an awesome gift I got a I got a Garmin uh, a Siri long before they were ever invented her name is Connie and I didn't know I needed that gift but what an amazing gift she told me everywhere to go I didn't know I needed that one but I did You know, the sad thing about gifts is oftentimes we don't maximize what it is that the gift is. And that's what I see over and over and over again in life, in my own life and others. God came to be everything to us and for us. But to understand what it is that he is, To us and for us we have to understand why he came and to understand why he came you have to go back to the beginning back to the very beginning when he created man in the first place he created man to be in a relationship with him he created man to love and to be loved by the man he created man in his image and man would in in functioning the way God designed him to function, man would declare the truth about God. But there's a thing about love. Love has to be given away. But to really experience love it has to be given back. Love is a circuit. You can't compel somebody to love you. Love has to involve choice. And so God, in his infinite wisdom, gave mankind choice. The ability to believe God, to trust God, to walk with God, to declare his love for God through his choices. And God made it pretty easy. Remember in the, in the garden, he said, of all the trees of the garden, you can freely eat. Basically saying, everything is as I declared it on each day that I created it good everything is good all of these choices whatever you wanna do let's go do it I'll show you how to do it and I'll I'll explain it to you I'll, 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 I'll explain why I did it the way how I made it all those choices will declare to me that you trust me and you love me and you wanna hang out with me but I have to give you one choice. I didn't make you to be a robot. I didn't make you to be a puppet. I made you to love me, so I have to give you a choice to end our relationship. That tree in the garden that he put in the center contained the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, and he said, in the, he says, don't eat of this tree. It's the one and only choice that I encourage you not to make. Because in the day that you eat of this tree, you will surely die. You will declare to me, you want to be separate from me. Separated from me. You want to be your own boss. You want to make your own decisions and decide for yourself what's good and evil and not trust me for that. Well, we know the story. They ate of that tree and they lost life in that day now they didn't lose physical life their soul continued to function their personality their individuality but not correctly because what they lost was the Spirit of God who is life which gave life to their spirit because God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth the core of the identity of the man was spiritual and in the day that he declared to God that he wanted to be an independent God honored that choice and the spirit of God withdrew from the spirit of man and man became dead dead to God dead to the things of God he couldn't comprehend God remember he tried to hide from God behind a tree that's impossible but it showed that he lost all knowledge of God. And as such, he became self-focused and self-centered. And that's how man became, but that's not how God created him to be. And God didn't create him to be alienated from him for all of eternity. He still wanted the man to have that relationship with him. And he knew before he ever created him that man would make that choice. He's the wise builder, he counts the counted the cost before he began the project just like he explains we must do in the, in the scriptures he knew what we were going to cost and he said I'm going to build it anyway and he, you, he knew you and I when he began building he knew the day we would show up he knew everything we would do in our life and he also knows whether or not we're going to receive that gift that he gave us that first Christmas day but why the gift? Why was the gift a baby? Why was it that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and she conceived and bore a son? Well, because what the, the person that she bore was fully human, functioning as a human being functions physically, soulishly, but he was alive with the life of God. The way Adam was in the garden the way eve was in the garden he went 33 plus years trusting the inspiration of the holy spirit that dwelt within him as to how to live what where to go how to function as a real man so part of the gift was this jesus came emmanuel came to show us what a real man looked like. How a real man functioned. But that wasn't enough because man didn't have what it takes to do the things that a real man does. So that's why he went to the cross. The real gift, the real demonstration of his love came on that day when he who knew no sin became our sin for us literally paid in full the debt that we owed for our sin and the wages of sin is death, separation from God there was a barrier between God and man, sin someone had to pay that debt man was born bankrupt, he was born without life spiritually, so no one could pay their own Someone was going to have to pay for us, and God said, I'll do it. That's why he came that first Christmas day. At the perfect moment in time, he clothed himself with humanity. He didn't start as an adult. He grew up just like we grew up. He, he nursed from the woman that he created himself. Kind of a mind-blowing thought. But he's the creator of the world. Every single person was alienated from God, and something had to be done about that barrier, and that's what he came to do. For those three hours on the cross, he hung there paying the debt for our sins being separated from the Father have you really contemplated the gift you know the danger of this season you know we start celebrating and and I'm super guilty of it because I love this season this is the best when I was a kid I looked forward to Christmas December 26th you know it was The best time for our family, it seemed like. Loved Christmas, still loved Christmas. But, you know, we can almost get inoculated. We can just kind of go through the motions and and just kind of do Christmas without thinking about the gift, without examining the gift, without enjoying the gift, without playing with the gift. The gift of God is eternal life. He said, I came so that you might live with me. I came to remove that barrier so that you, if you want to. Remember, it was a choice on man's part to end the relationship. Thus, it's a choice on man's part to get back into the relationship. And now we can, because of what Jesus did, in his life and in his death because the grave couldn't contain him. Once the sin was forgiven and washed away, he took his life back up again and said, I want to send my spirit back into you. Do you want to spend the rest of your life with me? By the way, my life is eternal, he said. That's the gift. The gift of God is eternal life. It's not just getting out of hell and going to heaven. That's a glorious byproduct. But what Jesus came to do is to remove that barrier so that he could get out of heaven and back into you where you might begin to enjoy the abundant life. He said, I came that you might have life and life abundantly. You were given on that first Christmas day abundant life the offer of abundant life and I want to ask you today on this Christmas Eve have you opened the gift have you taken that gift you know you can always buy somebody a gift and give it to them and it may you may have spent everything you had on that gift but you know if they walk off and leave that gift sitting there it may have cost you everything but it's going to benefit them nothing because they didn't take it I my prayer for you is that you've taken the gift that you would have eternal life but if you have taken that gift my prayer for you is that you know what you got that you're constantly it's a you open it every day. It, every day is a new opportunity, a new chance to see the fullness, the goodness of God. He said that, that he gave us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We're restored back to that relationship where we can be led by the Holy Spirit the same way Jesus was. And we can learn how to serve the way he designed us to, to live. You know... That's one of the things that I, I say this time of year is that I love, one of the reasons I love this time of year is that we act more normal, more the way God designed us to function at this time of year than any other. Why? Because we're thinking about other people. We're thinking about what to give them, how to bless their life, how to spend time with them. We're thinking outwardly instead of inwardly, and that's the way God designed us to function. And if we've got the Holy Spirit within us, we don't have to worry about ourselves anymore, and we can get our focus out here all the time. And man, does the stress level go down when you're not worried about you. That's his gift, the ability to forget about you and start discovering him and all that he's up to and in all the ways he wants to bless your life. So we're going to do something now. I'm going to read a passage of scripture here. In John chapter 1, we find In verse 11 it says he came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him but as many as received him to them he gave the right to become children of God even to those who believe in his name who were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we saw his glory glory of the only begotten from the father full of grace and truth. He was the light of the world. thanks Tom, thanks for the light Bitch. betcha candlelight service the significance of candlelight service is simply this it started with one man, Jesus Christ he was the light of the world he showed us how to live but then he did something amazing he forfeited his own life on the cross. And for three hours, he was separated from his Father as he hung there a God-forsaken man. But at the end of that, he declared, it is finished. And the Father was pleased to wash the sin away from him, satisfied by his payment. And he was able to take his life back up again. And then he sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost back into men and for the first time there was light again and that light passed from one to the next and that's what's been happening ever since that first Christmas day is this light just keeps being revealed to others and then that light is, shed, is spread to the next and to the next And pretty soon, the whole world could be lit up. So as you receive light on your candle, pass it to the one next to you. That's how Christianity works. It's not our light. It's the light of Christ. And my prayer for you is that his light is shining bright in your life and that others are catching it from you.